Hello everybody and welcome to the Dragon Project podcast, a series of conversations about courage. In each episode we hear a tale of a dragon in my guest's life and how they overcame it. This will serve as a launching off point for a discussion about fear, courage and the heroism of everyday life. And this week I welcome my good friend Finn to the podcast. He's one of my favourite human beings, a member of the Dragon Group and currently a second year student of Liberal Arts and Sciences at the University of Birmingham. Welcome to the podcast, Finn. Thank you very much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. And firstly, Finn, can you tell us a story of a dragon that you've faced sometime in the past? Yeah. Um, now, coincidentally, uh, the, the dragon that I faced has been really quite, um, really, really very recent. Uh, and it's... Um, and, 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 and I've, I, you know, in talking to you before and in kind of listening to previous episodes on the podcast, I think, you know, the dragon is often, uh, the dragon is often a stranger or something that one has never kind of encountered before. But I think in, 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 in my case, although uh, the, the dragon that I faced is something I've, I've definitely not kind of stood up to before, it's, it's from somebody very familiar and it's from my own, it's from my own parents. And so the, on, I, I remember, on Easter, on Easter Sunday this year, um, early early in the morning, I, I go downstairs and uh, we have some we have some guests and we have some um, we have some friends and they're staying with us for Easter. But the previous night, I've been I've been worrying. I've been I've been thinking about the world and and feeling a lot of sort of existential dread kind of weighing down on me. And I go down and I. And I want to talk to to my mother about this. And instead of kind of uh, saying how I've, I'm feeling kind of troubled by um, uh, existentially, instead I say uh, I've not been doing very well at university. And 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 it was something that I didn't expect that I would. Uh, that I, I blurted it out completely, completely unexpectedly. It's not something that I thought I would. I would say in that moment, but then, kind of retrospectively, or, or not, it it didn't really require any thought. The moment I said it, I realised that actually it's a conversation that I'd been shying away from, both with myself and with um, everybody in my life, uh, ever since I started university, which is which is a uh, a very kind of a very unconscious but very very strong desire to admit that I that I was very unhappy uh and and rather than ad- admit that that I'd been having trouble rather than rather than kind of face up to the shame of of struggle uh I'd gone through a, a long series of different coping mechanisms to avoid having to to to, to share my problems um, and, and of course, this is this was a terrible time to, uh, to to say this, as if in really, you know, what 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 I should be doing is coming down, talking to my mother and saying, "How are you doing? Uh, let's let's make the lamb, let's make the lamb for today." Uh, and instead, I kind of drop this bombshell on her uh, with a load of guests in the house, and uh, not not really thinking about what the response would be. Um, so, so the, yeah, the, the the dragon, the dragon in itself was, uh, I think, was 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 internal. Of course, you know, as these as so many of these are, they're they're, they're just 
projections, but the kind of the target of the projection, the person who who sent the whole kind of projection tumbling down was somebody really, really familiar to me, yet she was again unfamiliar with with my with my feelings for so long, that being my own. Uh, and that and that person was my own mother. And what happened when you dropped after you dropped the bombshell? Um, and initially, she she kind of took it at face value to start with. So uh, yeah, upon upon saying the words, uh, it, it, it it initially it was as as if I'd said nothing at all. And then kind of over the over the sort of next minute or so of conversation, I think the kind of the realization of the weight of what I'd said kind of hit both of us simultaneously. Uh, and again, I think she kind of, she very quickly began to realize the sort of level of concealment that I'd been doing to try and pretend that everything, uh, that, 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 that everything was all right. And that I could kind of, and that I was just having the normal, uh, the totally typical university experience. Um, again, rather, rather than sort of slowly falling into this pit of, of, of unhappiness. Uh, or at least of a lack of direction, a lack of a lack of goal, which I'm sure is something that 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 will be moving on to later. The 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 idea of the the absence of goals, um, and and again, she she was uh, I think in in the moment again, like she 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 saw me in a totally different light, and I and it, after breaking down this barrier, I think again it was there was a sort of mutual sort of revelation. Uh, not not necessarily that I was a dragon to her, but I had certainly kind of I'd certainly, you know, I hadn't I hadn't been entirely honest with her. And I think again after after when when both the dishonesty was revealed and again the vulnerability beneath that dishonesty is also revealed, I think again you you see somebody very, very differently. And again, I, I think I and then on the other end of the spectrum, I think upon finally being able to be honest with somebody uh not myself somebody external to me again i think i i I, uh, I saw my parents very differently as if i'd, I'd been very been very close with them all this whole time i hadn't i hadn't been distant but again there were, it was i just didn't share at all I, I hadn't i hadn't shared anything over these previous two years or so i'd been kind of totally uh Well, no, I just, yeah, I just hadn't, I hadn't said anything about, about my experience. It's sort of just been all right, I guess, uh, from their perspective. But again, you know, all, all, I really struggled to, I really struggled to explain it, actually. Um, so it's the courage to be vulnerable. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think the, the, I, I recognised, uh, I'd recognized my situation for quite a while and I'd, and I'd tried to kind of grapple with it uh, by myself. But again, yeah, I, I tried to do it in a way that didn't, that didn't uh, reveal any vulnerability to, to the outside world. That, that again, that had, had no element of, I wanted to, above all, what I wanted to avoid was kind of an element of shame of, of, of sort of acknowledgement of shame uh, and, and disappointment. And, and, and again, to, to, to say it out loud, to kind of, uh, to, to reveal it to somebody else in the world is to kind of, to, is, is, is to sort of 
it, it sort of uh, speaks itself into existence, I suppose. When it when it's when it's internal, it doesn't think problems don't necessarily exist in quite the same way. At least they don't feel like they do. Something that's something that's just on your chest and isn't, and isn't known to anybody. So, moving on to the theme of courage more generally, what what does the virtue of courage mean to you, Finn? Yeah, I would say, I would say things at different times. Uh, my, my my answer to that I think has changed kind of quite rapidly. I think courage. <laughs> I think courage to me previously kind of had a masochistic dimension to it. It was, uh, you know, courage is, 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 it's the ability to do things you hate as, as if you love them, I think is what I would have said, my 16 year old self is to, to endure the unpleasant. But I think again, it, that, 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 that previous definition, it just doesn't have any kind of emotion to it. It doesn't have any, as you were saying earlier, it doesn't really have any kind of flesh and blood to it. You know, it'd be great. You know, it's it's a it's a kind of yuppie's definition of courage, and so um, I suppose, yeah. Now, now again, I think courage courage is is much more a thing of vulnerability. It's it's too. I think it's the kind of it's it, it's it's the pursuit of of authenticity and kind of and 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 of genuine experience, even if that means destroying. Uh, destroying projections and 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 destroying fantasy, because I think I, again we're we're in a world that is. I've been struggling to find this word, but I think I think it's 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 kind of very apt to describe modernity. Is is I think we do live in a land of fantasy, um, and again, cutting through that is 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 excruciating. It can feel like chopping off a limb to kind of get rid of the fantastical elements of yourself to 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 go from fiction to nonfiction. And, and start living in the real world um, and and but but again but the result is is sincerity and I think that's so that's so rare uh, and so difficult to attain that like, again I think I think it to, to do that to try and attain sincerity is to be courageous there's a quote by Nick cave from his book brilliant the red hand files which goes like this to resist love and inoculate yourself against heartbreak is to reject life itself for to love is your primary human function it is your duty to love in whatever way you can and to move boldly into that love deeply dangerously and recklessly and restore the world with your awe and wonder this world is in urgent need desperate crucial need and is crying out for your love it cannot survive without it. Oh, I think it is. That is really. It's really beautiful, but kind of. But it, you know, it doesn't lose any truth in being in being so poetic. I have this image that there's this this child in in our heart, and that in a way, um, opening our heart is 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 bringing the child out, and that in a way, the being vulnerable is is to um, is to show that we are we are not completely self-reliant. And I think if we expand this more broadly to, to the kind of metaphysical view of, of the modern person, I think we 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 have a there's a strong 
element of self-reliance to it that um there's a complete denial of 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 god of 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 a supreme being and there's a kind of um absence of 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 i think um reverence and absence of um the kind of being humbled by um just the sheer fact of us being here and i think um if i know uh, and i say this i say this more for myself because i know that i i have this belief i share this belief um unconsciously um and i think there is something really um beautiful and moving and and vulnerable about um having a belief in a whether it's a divine father creator god supreme being um simply just remembering stuff like the fact that the the air we breathe at this moment is uh we're not doing that we're not breathing ourselves um we're so reliant upon the world and upon everything working for us and yet we live in this illusion that to think no, I, I have agency. I'm I'm doing this. I did this. When it's like every single moment, everything is working for us, and we're not doing it. Um, and I think this image of the the child in the heart is is it's is quite a beautiful one because it's it's being open to with the have the have the eyes of wonder and the eyes of awe, um, and um, to bring the child out to remember that. Uh, that we're not, um, we may be self-reliant in some ways, but uh, we're massively reliant upon um, everyone else um, all of the time. I think I think I um, I experienced thanks to Douglas Harding in the Headless Way, greater separation from myself than. Um, I have ever had before um, I am able to have flashes where I can um, observe the conscious witness um, that isn't Jack and that is timeless and beyond Jack um, and that 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 brings some inner some great inner peace and inner security um, but there's still a lot of the time where I'm forgetting of that and I'm lost in unconscious thought and um, all of the same patterns continue on, continue on, continue on. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm still, I'm still waiting for a truly um, religious experience. Oh, I, I think I had one on, on mushrooms. Um, but something of this of that similar, because I think a lot of me is actually um, afraid of nature still. I think there's a lot in nature that frightens me, and that, that I still have um, fear of the dark, where my mind plays tricks on me. And this is what I'm doing with um, the walk that I plan to go on is is to, is to face these fears and. Uh, um really um try to give myself and it's 
I think it's symbolized in that in the word surrender. I haven't surrendered yet. That's that's it. And that's what I hope that I'm trying to initiate into myself. I'm trying to initiate a surrendering. But <laughs> there's a lot of me that still does not want to surrender, does not want to surrender, does not want to surrender. And um, but but what I experience is, is my heart is always constantly wanting me to surrender to the present moment and to spontaneity and to action and whatever may be. Um, but and that's that's where the is that opening of the heart, which is so so necessary and uh, to surrender to uh, a consciousness, a being, a uh, Atman, a uh, Christ, Buddha, God, um, whatever you want to call it, that's greater than me and is 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 has created me, is constantly creating me and is sustaining me and is um is is creating this incredible incredible world i'm just thinking of um the the, the ways in which i've kind of been re-acclimatized to nature um funny enough it was very it's very academic uh but um and this kind of link this this sort of links back to the power of fiction in a way and the power of myth is is i uh I've been going on a um, there's there's a wacky PhD student at this university who's who's investigating the relationship between the forest and and fantasy fiction and how kind of they they interact with one another and how if you can if you combine them together the sort of the 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 the, the experience that's brought by that um, but although although the kind of as a, as a sort of test dummy. Was done in this very controlled environment. I think there is. I think you're totally. I really see where you're coming from. This kind of surrender to nature. This 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 surrender and and then even the forest is one particular part of that. I won't digress too much into that in particular. But but I think I think you're right. It's it's, it's if you if you want to uh, to sort of succumb to the wider world. I think that it's important not to just focus on the. You know, on the, I guess you know the urban sort of cityscape in which in which we can kind of choose to live, but actually the you know the world in all its colours and the world in in of course outside of that little one percent of the planet that we've that we've conquered that we've urbanised. Mm. Yeah, and. I'm still afraid to surrender, but I believe that I will. And I know that I will in time. Um, and uh, I believe that, that everyone has to go through at some point this stage of the dark night of the soul. And I think that that is the, the, the key symbolic stage of surrendering um, the will to, to what is greater than us, to the whole. And I'd like to end with a quote by His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. If we really think about it, our very survival, even today, depends upon the acts and kindness of so many people. Right from the moment of our birth, we are under the care and kindness of our parents. Later in life, when facing the sufferings of disease and old age, we are again dependent on the kindness of others. If, at the beginning and end of our lives, we depend upon others' kindness, 
Why then in the middle should we not act kindly towards others? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Phil. That's quite all right. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.